0: Almost halfway through the NFL season, just a Monday night game to go, and we'll be pretty much through week eight then. Chuck Zada here for the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks podcast. Mark Schofield wrapping up a little bit of scouting before uh, we kick off the week, so he's taking the day off. So you're rolling with just me, and I'm actually joined by Ryan Dukarm, also of Inside the Pylon. We're going to be talking a little bit about uh, the battle that we saw over the weekend between the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots what it means for Buffalo and where this team can go in the second half of the season. I do want to to welcome in uh Ryan at this point. Ryan, good to talk to you, buddy.
1: Thanks for having me on Chuck. Looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, and uh you know, obviously I know
1: you've uh, chatted with
0: Mark a little bit earlier this season. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, when when we look at where this Bills team stands right now, let's let's talk about where they are just before We even get into what happened with this game because I know you know a lot of people you know everyone kind of gets locked into their own team whether you're a Lions fan, uh, you're you're a Bucks fan, or whoever. A lot of people don't necessarily know what's been going on up in Buffalo all year. Talk to me just about the injury situation that the Bills had coming into today, and really where they stood from a depth perspective.
1: Yeah, so the injury bug has definitely. uh Been hitting Buffalo hard this season, um, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So Sammy Watkins is on uh, injured reserve. He can return. I believe it's week 14 he's eligible to return uh, with a foot injury. So top wide receiver's out. LaShawn McCoy battling a hamstring injury for a couple of weeks. He was out today. Um, Charles Clay and Robert Woods, so our our top tight end and number two receiver, both been having some nagging injuries coming into this one. Um, So the playmaking part of the offense has really been hurt by injuries on defense a little bit healthier obviously Shaq Lawson uh just started making his return the last couple weeks um after having shoulder surgery and then Marcel Darius missed three games uh after a four-game suspension with a hamstring injury so definitely some injuries uh they they looked very good after uh, the first two weeks um I know I talked with Mark about about that at They looked bad the first two weeks, and then the next couple really looked encouraging, offense and defense, and then the loss to the the Dolphins was definitely a disappointment, Uh, and then we'll be talking more about the Bills' pass today. In terms of looking at
0: the the Buffalo offense, offense, let's start there and talk a little bit about what they're doing right now. Because as you mentioned, you, you've got Sammy Watkins out, you've got a number of other players out as well. You know, uh, Lashawn McCoy obviously not going today. Though I did think that Gillisley, uh is a, is a nice back in terms of just being able to stick his foot in the ground and get up upfield, yeah. but not a whole lot of weapons there when you look at uh, the receiving core. And you also saw Charles Clay a little bit beaten up in the early part of today, mm-hmm. uh, and, and just seems to me that you don't have a whole lot of receiving options
1: that can really get open on their own. No, a- and today against the Pats, the, the pass protection from the offensive line was actually really impressive. Uh, I mean, Taylor had three four five seconds sometimes to sit back and and wait for guys to get open and i mean the problem was they they weren't doing that he uh didn't really matter how long he had back there the the receiving core for the bills at this point is just not talented enough to separate downfield um so sure you know their identity is to run the ball and and like you mentioned gilsley was actually really impressive today you know he's got like you said the the one cut ability and just burst coming out of his cuts is is actually really impressive uh I think he averaged just over seven yards a carry uh, today, but when you when you get down early like the Bills did, and you need to start throwing the ball, uh, our top three receivers were Justin Hunter, Brandon Tate, and Walter Powell. So it was not who is Walter en- Powell? You know, it, I couldn't tell you really. He Played well in the preseason, and then it's like you—he's you, a nice guy to have as your fifth, sixth receiver. Receiver boy, and you need him to jumpstart a comeback against the New England Patriots, It's you're probably not in a great place as a team.
0: What I find interesting about this is, obviously, Tyrod Taylor, now in his second full season as the Bills starter, you know, comes off a pretty strong 2015 campaign, picks up a new contract, which effectively works out to being almost a series of options uh, over the course of uh, that deal here you kind of get the sense that you know Taylor's doing everything he can, but he just doesn't have the weaponry around him. But I will say the one thing that impresses me about him, his decision-making, he seems to never put the ball in a difficult situation. He's always you know, taking what's available. He scrambles when necessary, but he always seems to make the safe play, and it at least keeps Buffalo you know, from making the type of play that potentially uh, you know, makes a game worse than it already is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He's he's a very smart and safe player. Um, I don't know how many interceptions he has on the year, but it's not many. He uh, doesn't force the ball into coverage, which is something, you know, for a guy who doesn't have a ton of starting experience, is really nice to see. Reads defenses pretty well. And then also, like, he's got that athleticism to really be a threat, but he's very safe about getting down, sliding, getting out of bounds, uh, and also protecting the football coming out of the pocket. Um, you know, he doesn't fumble it much. So, like you said, I mean, he didn't lose us the game, you know. He he was played solid, and he's been solid pretty much all year. Um, but you know, like we've talked about, with with the injuries on offense, it just wasn't going to happen today. What have you seen from this uh,
0: Bills offensive line? Because in addition to uh, the talent that was displayed by Mike Gillisley in terms of you know that that one cut and that burst coming out of those cuts and getting upfield, it seemed to me that they were able to handle the New England defensive front, not only in pass protection, but also opening up some pretty decent holes for Gilleslie as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's really been a nice year for the offensive line. Uh, last year, Eric Wood, the center, uh, Rich Incognito, the left guard, and Cordy Glenn, the left tackle, all had really nice years. Uh, and the right side of the line was a bit of a mess. Um, coming into this year, it was a pretty big worry. Jordan Mills is the right tackle not a guy who's had a lot of success in the nfl and then uh miller john miller couldn't remember his first name uh he's a second year player out of louisville i believe he's our third round pick Um, and he struggled last year in his rookie season but this year all five guys have really played well miller's taken the next step and he's really looks like a solid guard so the offensive line pass protection and run game has really looked nice you know the run scheme was good it's you know, and you'd like to be able to rely on the run more. You know, Gilleslie went 12 rushes for 85 yards and a touchdown, which is a really nice day. But you'd like to see more carries if they were closer in this game. But you've got to throw the ball when you're that far behind.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough day when one of the key offensive plays for the Bills is a botched punt after a drop snap. You know, and, and you've got Colton Schmidt running for 16 yards uh, off that punt there. So obviously, not able to consistently get anything going on offense today. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about defense. Uh, and, and let's start with the front seven, because I thought the Buffalo front seven was pretty strong today. What stood out to you as you were watching uh, you know, the big boys
1: up front for the Bills? I totally agree. Uh, I think defense overall was not great today, and I think a lot of that had to do with the, the defensive backs. But the front seven was impressive. I mean, they held uh, Legarrette Blunt to 2.4 yards a carry, uh, and Blunt was—I mean—he's a solid running back. It was a really nice day on run defense uh, from the linebackers um, and the defensive line. But even—I uh, don't think they had a ton of sacks today, but really getting pressure on Brady, you know, not letting him just sit back there and pick you apart. Uh, I think the front seven was really pretty impressive today. Both, you know, just three four-man rushes and bringing some blitzes as well.
0: Yeah, it seemed to me in particular, uh, coming around the edges, they were able to get around the Patriots' tackles on a pretty Mm -hmm. consistent basis. Not a ton of push up the middle necessarily, but at least holding the pocket so Brady couldn't step up the way exactly. you traditionally see from him. Brady was moving a lot more side to side in the pocket mm-hmm. than stepping up like you tend to see there. So I found that interesting. Let's talk about a couple guys up there. Talk first about Shaq Lawson, who did pick up his first NFL sack today, followed yep. it up with his first NFL penalty. So <laughs> there's that. But what what did you see from him, obviously, as he works back from uh, offseason surgery?
1: Yeah, he, uh, he looked... I mean, he's a rookie. It's his first real game action. They eased him back in last week. He looked solid, I thought. Um, he held his gap pretty well in run defense. Like you said, picked up his first sack. Looked pretty good rushing the passer. I think, ideally, they wanted to ease him in real slowly, uh, get him acclimated, because they have uh, you know, Lorenzo Alexander in front of him, who's just been an anomaly this year. But Alexander got hurt pretty early on with a hamstring injury. And couldn't return to the game, so they had to rely on Lawson more, and he held his own. It was pretty impressive. Um, also, Kyle Williams was really good today. They played him a lot, uh, sort of five technique, and I mean, he was just bursting off the ball, especially in the run game. He pancaked a couple of offensive guards for the Pats in the run game and got around the edge pretty well in the in uh, the pass rush. So, Kyle Williams is really impressive today as well.
0: I feel like Kyle Williams is one of those guys who for whatever reason and I know he's made I believe either three or four Pro Bowls and I think he was either first or second team all pro one at one point in his career Mm -hmm. but Williams seems like one of those guys maybe it's by virtue of of playing in Buffalo and just never being on great teams right it almost seems like he's flown under the radar but every time I watch him you see that you know he, he does something that stands out to you on tape
1: yeah, I mean, even as a Bills fan, I took it for granted. He, he's a really good player, and then when he got hurt last year and missed the last half of the season, it showed. The run defense, the pass rush was just not as good. It was that simple. Uh, and then him coming back this year has really been a, a, nice, uh, a really nice addition, and he's not that young anymore, and he still looks really impressive, but you're totally right. Playing in Buffalo, he's not going to get the credit he deserves, and even among Bills fans, he's, he's pretty underappreciated. He's a real stud.
0: Let's go now to the secondary. As you mentioned, there were some issues there. My first question off the top, is Stefan Gilmore always this bad?
1: No, but it's not been a great year for him, especially going into a contract year. But he struggled today quite a bit. Um, and even more than Gilmore, I thought the safety play is really, really ugly for the Bills. Um, Aaron Williams out this week with a neck injury. This is his second neck injury in the last two years so you know there's talk of him not playing any more football which is certainly frightening um just hoping he gets better just for his own sake rather than for the bill's sake but when you know we had jonathan meeks robert blanton back there it's not going to work out and and on the long uh pass i think it was to hogan it looked like uh gilmore was expecting safety help over the top you could tell right at the end when hogan crosses the plane he looks back and is yelling at the safety if you watch the replay, the safeties sort of get sucked in. I think it's play action, they sort of just stay at fifteen yards and don't get over the top to assist. But Gilmore struggled today, for sure. Well,
0: and you saw another uh, case. And I I can't remember, who was it that got beat on the Gronkowski touchdown up the seam? Do you remember? It was,
1: uh, yeah, it was Nikkel Roby-Coleman. So Gronk is about 6'6", you know, 250, 260. Roby-Coleman is 5'7", and and under 200 pounds.
0: It's like me trying to cover Gronk, and I'm sitting there, I'm going, okay, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It doesn't. But you also saw on that play... Uh, that Edelman runs a little option route underneath and a little flare right out to the outside, and two guys end up biting there. So there's no help trying exactly. to cover Gronk up that seam. And of course, w- when you have a guy who's five eight, 165 pounds on Gronk, Gronk is literally a foot taller and a hundred pounds heavier than him.
1: Yeah, and and somehow outran fast, him. Also, which is pretty in- pretty insane, right? I mean, you're you're totally right. The safety bit on Edelman's route hard, and then having Uh, Roby Coleman on Gronk in the first place is a problem, but uh, one on one with nobody behind, you know. Once Gronk caught it, he was gone. There was no safety back there. That was was definitely an ugly play.
0: Looking at the road ahead for Buffalo, and when we start to uh, put together a potential path to the playoffs, Monday night against Seattle in Seattle. Obviously, that's going to be a pretty tough challenge. Anytime you got to head out to the West Coast, there then a week off, and then out to Cincinnati before coming back home to face the Jaguars. Then you got Raiders, Steelers, Browns, Dolphins, Jets. So you've got a few games at the end there that seem to be pretty winnable games that have to be, I think, one if Buffalo is going to make some noise here. So you potentially get to seven wins there, but you got to pick up a couple other wins, potentially right. a couple on the road there. So the Bills haven't done themselves any favors with some of those early season losses to teams like Baltimore uh, or the Jets in the first couple weeks where they right. may have put themselves behind the eight ball.
1: Exactly. You know, the the Seahawks game is going to be big, obviously. that I mean, Monday night football in Seattle, I don't have high expectations for that, but you, you really, when you look at the schedule... Jaguars, Browns, Dolphins, Jets. If you want to be considered a playoff team, you need to beat those teams. Uh, you know, I don't care about anything else. Those need to be four wins, and then past that, you need probably another win or two. You know, the AFC doesn't look great this year, but yep. you need to steal one from maybe the Bengals, maybe the Raiders. The Raiders have looked okay. You know, I think Ben Roethlisberger will be back for the Steelers game. So that's going to be a tough one. But you're looking at you need four wins against the teams you should beat. And then beyond that, you need to steal probably two more from Seattle, Cincy, Oakland, and Pittsburgh. So it's doable, but it's going to be a tough road. And I think they really, even if they lose to the Seahawks, getting a bye week after that to just start getting healthy again is going to be really important. I'd be fine sitting LaShawn McCoy again this week. Take the loss. Make sure he's fully healthy because you've got to ride him to the playoffs.
0: Whenever I try to look at a team as a potential playoff team, one of the things that I always try to find on it on a team is, you know, what is what's the the standout aspect of that team? What's the identity that they can go back and rely on? And even if you look at you know teams that are marginal playoff teams that end up being you know picking up a wild card berth or something mm-hmm. like that, they always have something that stands out. Whether it's you know a linebacking core, offensive line play, there's always something there. Is there anything on this Buffalo team that really stands out as a defining characteristic that they can rely on?
1: It's got to be LaShawn McCoy. It's LaShawn McCoy in the run and pass game, but really the run game. If he's healthy, he's an absolute game changer. You know, if you're running the ball like they did against the, you know, the Rams, the 49ers, not great defenses, but I mean, he dominated those games and if he's healthy, he can absolutely be a game changer, but And then, you know, you open things up, simple play-action passing, you know, defense doesn't have to be on the field as long, but if he's not healthy, it's just not going to happen for the Bills. They don't really have a a real game-changing group uh, besides him.
0: Very good. Ryan, we're just about out of time. Anything else uh, that you want to say before we call it a day here?
1: No, I'm all set. Thanks for having me on, Chuck.
0: Hey, you got it. That's Ryan Dukarm from Inside the Pylon. Do make sure that you follow him on Twitter. Ryan, what's your Twitter handle these days?
1: At D-B... Ryan underscore DuCarm.
0: there we go at DB underscore Ryan I, I messed it up already but <laughs> what Ryan said go back you can listen to it again is the benefit of it being a podcast it's not live we are done for the day though tomorrow Mark Schofield back in studio we're going to be chatting a little bit about what he saw over the weekend on tomorrow's quick kicks podcast